Drones have become increasingly common in our society over the last decade. What was first used exclusively by the military can now be used for entertainment, food delivery, photography, environmental monitoring, and even agriculture. More and more farmers are now using drones to spray crops and monitor overall crop health. This trend does not appear to be slowing down anytime soon. This is Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and I am speaking with Andrew Tucker. He works for Nutrient Egg Solutions, and he is also a dealer for AgriSpray drones. He's been involved in the industry for the last couple of years, ensuring that more farmers have access to drones. Andrew, can you tell me about your start working with drones? We started back in 2021 with a T20 model drone. We were just looking for a way to make some applications that we couldn't get a ground rig or uh, an airplane into a field very efficiently or economically. The drones gave us the ability to do that, and it has grown quite a bit since we started. Are most of your customers pursuing drones? Is it due to just the inability of being able to have a plane come out there and spray for them, or is it they're just looking for some more efficiency? I think there's a lot of reasons. The planes, you know, typically we're going to cover about 400 acres to a load. So if somebody wants to use some different products or maybe has a smaller field size and you want to go out and spray 50 acres and have the right product at the right time in the field, uh, drones let you do that. Uh, Planes are definitely more efficient um, as far as getting large acres covered in a very quick amount of time. They can't go everywhere. And so the drones fill in that gap. Can you describe what the drones you're working with look like, how they operate, their efficiencies, perhaps where they have weaknesses? So the T-40 is a 40-liter unit, so that's just over 10.5 gallons of payload that you can put in there. That's going to do about 5 acres of application at 2 gallon per acre in about 8 minutes. So it's got 8 different motors on it with propellers, put it up in the air, and it's uh, fully autonomous. Uh, With a remote, we're going to put in a boundary for the field. We tell it how wide of a width we want to spray, how high up off the crop, how many gallon per acre, and we let it start the job. And then when it's done spraying that load, it'll come back to the trailer. We refill it again, put a new battery in, and let it continue the job. Typically, when you're efficient, you're able to get 30 to 40 acres an hour done. Is that the only model that you have at your disposal, or do you have several different variations of that, or different models altogether? Yeah, there's different sizes out there. The newest models are the T40 and the T20P, so the 20 is about half the tank capacity of the T40. Uh, We started out with the original T20, uh, which held just over five gallons, and uh, there was a T30 model in there as well. How have you seen the technology evolve just in the last couple years that you've been doing this work? The programming of the drones has really improved. Um, I guess you could say there's been changes to it, allowing us to be more precise in where we want that to spray and not spray. Uh, But the, the battery capabilities and the payload have been the biggest changes. And you did say that these drones are autonomous, but you do have training that you have to go through with farmers in order for them to get up to speed with how that's done. What does that look like? So there's a Part 107 pilot's license uh, that you get. It's some online training, and then you can go into an airport and take the Part 107 test. That's pretty simple. There's also a Part 137 and a heavyweight exemption that's required. Uh, We've got an FAA regulations consultant that helps you fill out the paperwork to be able to obtain those authorizations so that you can fly legally. Now, most of those farmers, they are operating these drones themselves, or are there some farmers that are looking to you or perhaps others to operate the drones on their behalf? Yeah, there's several custom outfits out there, and so we help them, and we've done the training for them as well. So if they're looking for uh, somebody to come spray the crops for them with drones, uh, that option's available. There's a lot of demand for this, so it might be kind of hard to find last minute, but uh, if you look out there, there's guys that are doing it, and then several people are flying it themselves. Are there farmers that are utilizing drones for all of their land or perhaps just certain fields? 
there's a combination of, of all. Um, we've got guys that are two to 300 acre farmers that are spraying just about everything themselves. Uh, we've got guys that are several thousand acres that some might be getting done with an airplane and then they're flying the dro- using the drone to fly the acres that aren't practical for an airplane for whatever reason. Usually it's the terrain or you've got trees around the field. Sometimes you have residences around the field that, that we don't want to send the planes directly over top of. That's a perfect fit for a drone. And what crops are these farmers typically spraying when they utilize these drones? Just about all of them. Uh, they're cramping farmers up north that are uh, getting into drones to so use to uh, spray the cranberry bogs. Uh, we've got corn. We've got a lot of diseases in our area that can really impact a corn crop. So that's been a, a huge driver for the demand for these drones and being able to get the fungicide applications on timely to prevent and to minimize the impact of the disease. And soybeans has been a popular crop to spray at the drones as well. How have you seen customer interest increase just in the last couple of years? a lot <laughs> there's uh you know when they saw us flying it uh we we put some stuff out on social media showing that we were flying the drones and we got almost instant feedback because about two years ago people knew the drones existed but they didn't think that they were very practical and they didn't realize they could be efficient with getting the job done and now it seems like they're all over the place do you see drones as replacing aviation sprayers in the near future or do you think there's a way that drones can operate alongside planes They definitely are going to continue to operate alongside planes and ground equipment. It's a niche need that the market has that there hasn't been anything to fill that gap in the past. Planes are definitely going to get a lot of acres covered really quickly where it's it's practical to fly them. Uh, Ground rigs are still going to uh, have a really good place as well uh, to get acres covered. We just don't have enough equipment and people to cover everything that needs to be covered. The drones make it possible for more people to be out there making the applications that need to be made. Is there anything on the horizon as far as drone technology that has you excited about the future? I don't know if I can disclose all that. All right, big picture. What do you see the future of drone technology and agriculture looking like? Well, you know, we're, we're working with sprayer drones right now, but uh, there is autonomous vehicles coming. They're going to be able to plant. They're able to do tillage and of all different sizes. So even from the largest tractors that you see out there that now have autonomous capabilities down to uh, much smaller machines that are going to do less as far as compaction goes in the soil. So there's uh, sky's the limit on this technology. The future will have more drones in agriculture. From spraying hard-to-reach fields and eventually autonomous vehicles planting fields, this technology is here to stay. There are plenty of opportunities for farmers to learn more and take advantage of this technology. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.